Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. We have been talking about friendship, and we have seen that this is a gift that God has given us. And it comes under this category of a gift of the heart, because the level of friendship that we're talking about here is at a heart level. This is not just superficial acquaintances that we may have, but this is a deeper friendship. This is at the level of our heart, where we actually are connected as soulmates, and you are fortunate if you have two or three friends at this level in your entire life. And when you do, it certainly is a gift from God. And we have been going over the value that this kind of friend has in our life. So we see first that the value is you have a soulmate. Secondly, you have someone that you can gain honest counsel from. We were talking yesterday that faithful are the wounds of a friend but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And how we need to take the risk to wound our friend in the sense that you confront them on an area of their blind spot. And you need to be careful when you do this. And there's lots of prayer and preparation that needs to go into it. But I tell you, this is where the value of a true friend comes in. Someone that tells you what you don't want to hear but you need to hear it. This is the kind of friend that we all need. And the third value of this kind of friend is, is that you always have support. Proverbs 17.17 says, A friend loves at all times. When you have this kind of friendship, it's not based on whether someone acts in a certain way. This kind of friendship is sustained even when someone is doing something wrong. I like the definition that says, a friend walks in when everyone else is walking out. You know, I think there are times in our life when we mess up to such a degree that some people distance themselves from us and we feel all alone. It is at that time that a friend walks in when everyone else is walking out. When this happens, it doesn't mean that as a friend you're condoning the other person's actions or agreeing with them totally or totally taking their side in something that's happened. But it just means that our friendship is bigger than their fault. When you have that kind of friend, treasure it because that kind of friend is few and far between. I remember a number of years ago having a friend who was going through a difficult time and, and a lot of people were judging and ostracizing him and I remember going down to visit him and when he saw me at the door he embraced me and said I'm so glad you came. You know, I'm sure he would have done the same for me if the situation was reversed. That's the level of friendship that we're talking about here. Proverbs 27, 9 and 10 also says, Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend. 
there is something about generational friendship that moves from one generation to the other. Friendships can build upon one another. And, and this also brings up the whole aspect of long-term friendships. Uh, they just can't be replaced in any way. You can have close friends and deep friendship with people that you have met relatively recently, but it can't take the place of a friendship that started in your childhood. And there is a history of you walking together. Uh, there's just something about that kind of friendship that's so rich and valuable. I suppose the greatest depth of friendship is found in John 15 and verse 13, when it says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. I believe that you can reach this level of friendship, that someone would even lay down their life for you. And I think we're all moved when we read stories along this line. And we would greatly desire to have that kind of friend in our life. But I remind you of the verse that we started with in the beginning of this study. That if a man is to have friends, he must make himself friendly. And rather than just hoping for someone else to have this kind of level of friendship with us, we need to be cultivating friendships with people that perhaps even we may lay down our life for our friend. Of course, Jesus exemplified this greatest friendship when he laid down his life on the cross and he died for our sins. He took our place. He took the penalty. He removed the separation between us and God. He removed death so that we could live. Proverbs 18 and 24 says, There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And this is exactly what Jesus has done for us. In fact, the scripture says that he was a friend of sinners. Matthew 19.11 says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking. And they say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. It's amazing to me that Jesus was 100% perfect. No wrong, no sin, and yet sinners felt comfortable in his presence. Now this is what we need to emulate, to hate the sin, but not to hate the sinner. And the more I believe that we can hate sin and see how destructive it is in a person's life, the more you can love the sinner. But if you confuse those two things and you identify the sin with the sinner, then you will hate the sinner. But God can clearly discern, and he loves us, but he hates the sin that's destructive in our life. And so he laid down his life to remove the sin so that we could have a relationship with him. Jesus did not condemn the people who were sinners. In fact, it says in John 3.17 that Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. They were already condemned. But he came to save the world. And this needs to be our attitude as we move in this life, that we can relate to others that are non-Christians. Listen, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. So it's not that we should think that we're better than other people. As the bumper sticker says, Christians are not perfect. They're just forgiven. And we need to move in this world in such a way and let our love and friendship move out to people 
that they are convicted by our lives and not condemned. Now, that's exactly how Jesus interacted with people. They didn't feel condemned in his presence, but they changed when they were in his presence because he brought conviction to their lives and they knew that he loved them and was willing to sacrifice himself for them. Zechariah 13.6 says, And one will say to him, speaking of Jesus, What are these wounds between your arms? Then he will answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Jesus took our sins, our wrongs upon himself, and died. And the wounds that he suffered on the cross was in the house of his friends. The very people who were cursing him and plucking out his beard and spitting in his face, they were the people that he was dying for. Why did he do it? So that we could have a relationship with him. That we could reach the depth of friendship that's at a heart level, just not at a surface level. And James 2 and 23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So amazingly, we can be friends with God. We can have this heart level connection and relationship with God. We can be friends of God. Abraham was by faith, and he's the father of the faithful. And we can have the same relationship with God as well by our faith. We sing a song at church in our worship time that says, I am a friend of God. Amazingly, we can be friends of God. The whole reason that Jesus died on the cross for us is to bring us to this kind of relationship with himself. I ask you, do you have this kind of relationship with God? Many people don't even think it's possible. They don't even aspire to it because it's never been brought to their attention. But this is exactly what the heart of the scripture is. This is what salvation is all about. It's to forgive us of our sins. Yes, it's secure as a place for us in heaven. But right here on earth, we can have an ongoing relationship with God where we talk to him and he talks to us. Now that might seem strange, but, but he does. He talks to us by his spirit. He, he gives us impressions. He gives us leadings. We have a sense of his presence. In fact, when Jesus was ascending into heaven and he promised that he was going to send his spirit, he said, and lo, I am with you always. How is he going to be with them? By his presence, by his Holy Spirit. And this is the living dynamic of being a Christian. You have a relationship with God. And as the old hymn says, And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there has never, never been known. I mean, that was penned by someone who had experienced this relationship that I'm talking to you about today. Don't miss it. Don't be an arm's length Christian that just sort of has it in their head, but it's not in their heart. They've learned knowledge through the study of doctrine and follow external religious exercises, but never have come to the reality of the relationship that we're talking about here. Now, when you have this kind of friendship with God, 
you want to share it with everyone else. And Jesus wants us to share with others. Mark 5.19, after Jesus had healed a man, he said, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. We need to share this with everyone that we can. That's one of the reasons I'm on the radio. I'm trying to share with people that you can have a relationship with God that will transform your life. That you can actually know Him. Not just know about Him. And in knowing Him, He will reveal His ways to you and bring you the life that He wants you to have. We need to share it with everyone that we can. You know, there's a statement that I've heard and as Christians, we really need to take this to heart. And it's this. Friends bring other friends to Jesus. There's a responsibility that we have to share the good news, to share the relationship that we have with God with others so that they can experience the fullness of life that God has for them. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.